0: those that are here live with us in our studio audience, and also those that are watching us live. Right now, you're in the middle of a series right now called The Spiritual Journey to Fame. Now, in our first part of our series, we wanted to actually discuss fame. We wanted to actually discuss what it actually is, where it actually stemmed from. But in today's conversation, we're going to talk about the manifestation. Now, if anybody has been with me long enough, you guys have known that I talked about manifestation, things manifesting, things that are already happening in your business, I use that word manifestation quite often. Now, it's a very huge word, but we have to understand the principles behind manifestation so we can understand what that r- word truly means. So, let's go ahead and go ahead and get into this topic of the spiritual journey to fame, the manifestation. <clears throat> in talking about fame, we have to, we have to talk about the scripture. Genesis 12, 2, which reads, And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Okay, so it comes with a promise. That's one of God's promises. That's one thing that we have to understand about God's scripture is that when he, when God's word is that when he speaks and he makes a promise, it's foundational, it's impactful, and it sticks. We have to understand that. Now, if we don't trust the Lord, we don't know, we don't feel that it sticks. But when we trust the Lord, we actually know that these promises stick and they mean something. There's manifestation from the scripture, 1 Peter 5.8 reads, Be sober, be, vil, be vil, vil, vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring uh, lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Now, one thing that we, one thing I noticed just in walking around, just in speaking to people about God and so on and so forth, a lot of people, when you talk about the devil and being careful of the devil, people, well, grace, 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 grace. They don't like to talk about the devil being part of their lives. They don't like to talk about being in that place. Now, again, it's not an exciting topic to say, yeah, I've been following the devil for a long time. I've been disobedient for a long time. How about you? Nobody likes to have that conversation. But it has to be part of the conversation if you're going to talk about the Bible. The Lord said it. The Lord presented in the very beginning that the devil came in the very beginning. Okay, so we, if, we, if we skip over that, then the enemy has an opportunity to come right in. We cannot skip over what the Lord is already telling us. Okay? But this came with a warning. Be sober. Be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking who he may devour. That means as a roaring lion. That means he's upset. The enemy is upset every single day. Okay? That's the impact. It comes with a warning to tell you that he's upset and he's looking to destroy you. So, we have to understand the impact of this particular scripture. <clears throat> remember the alienation from God. You guys remember the, the story about the fall in Genesis, right? Yes. Okay, God made everything, but He only gave authority. He didn't give authority to the animals, did He? No. no, He gave authority to man. Now, that authority, and guess who showed up after the authority was given over? The enemy. The enemy. Okay, so he showed up right as soon as that authority was given over. So, as soon as the Lord gives you something as impactful as an authority, the enemy wants to come get that. Okay, so again, the giving from the Lord is impactful. Because again, it wasn't until something was gave over until the enemy showed up. So, understand that. Now, let me help you understand authority. How many people have kids? Okay, so this is going to be a weird example, but I'm sure you guys can associate with this. But let's say you're, you're thirsty for orange juice. Your kid is of age to drive, and let's say you give them the car keys, and say, hey, can you do me a favor? I'm going to give you my car keys. See, I gave you my authority to drive. I want you to go to the store and get me some orange juice. Now, the fact that I gave you my authority Now, let's say that kid goes out, and five hours later, he he or she goes out to a girlfriend boyfriend's house, goes to a friend's house, and comes back with milk. So, I gave you my authority, and you came back with milk? What happened? Was that disobedience? So, I gave you my authority, and this is what you came back... and you went to go, what's going on with you? Now, you feel shame, right? Hopefully, you know you know how kids are at a certain age. <laughs> but remember, in the garden, the enemy saw all this go-, go down. He saw the fact when they were disobedient. He saw the shame that happened. He saw God asked them, Adam, where are you? He's like, oh, they lost connection. They lost a heart connection. Hmm, that's very interesting. In their hiding, they're trying to hide from God. Ooh, this is perfect. I like this. So, ever since the very beginning, he's known this about man. He's known that as long as they can be, be disobedient, as long as he can get those fig leaves around their heart and have them walk in shame, he can have access to them. That's the only way. But before then, they were under the, they were under the covering. They were with God. Romans 1, 21-24, For although they knew God, they neither glorified Him as God, nor gave, Him th- nor, nor gave thanks to Him. But their thoughts became futile, and their foolish hearts became darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God, for the images made to look like mortal, mortal human beings. And birds and animals and reptiles. Therefore, God gave. Okay, don't be shy on me. Come on. <laughs> Therefore, God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts. See, God gave again. So the enemy depends on you to be disobedient because he knows that God will give you over to your sinful desires. That, mean, that means that the enemy has full access to your life. So, he's depending on anything to deceive you, so God can give you over, so he can have access. We have to understand how that operates. Now, the enemy's vision for your business. You need to pay attention to this. He needs you to be alienated, he needs you to walk in shame. He needs your heart to be in question about what it is. And I'll explain to you what that question mark means. But also understand that the ind- have you guys you guys know about the industry promise? You guys know what that means? Think about it. the The ice cream industry is a million dollar industry, is a billion dollar industry. So that means a lot of people go into business in the ice cream world, Cold Stone, Dairy Queen, because it's part of a promise that if you go into this industry, guess what? You can have access to money. So the industry promises replaces the scripture promises. So if you So, the adjustment on earth is that if you don't walk in God's promises, well, guess what? It came from a, there's fame in this promise within the industry. So, the scripture is kind of embedded within the industry promise. And that's what we have to actually understand about our industry and our businesses that we choose, is that a lot of us go for the industry promise versus versus walking with the Lord. So, if you go with the industry promise, guess what? You walk by sight. Remember, (laughs) they got deceived by appearances. Adam and Eve did. So, as long as you're walking by sight, now let's go ahead and give you a a test on this. Living by sight. How many people need to know what to expect? Come on. (laughs) Majority of people need to know what to expect. How many people have control issues? (laughs) I need to control it. See what we think is that we're trying we think we're actually really good at controlling the environment but it actually means we don't trust ourselves in the environment. That's what control issues really means. It's actually living by sight. So if you operate in two of these thing, in two of these major areas guess what? Are your choices and decisions will you choose life or you choose death if you're having to do this? Death. You're always choosing death. You have no choice. Because controlling your environment, you have to walk by appearances. Oh, that looks weird. I'm not doing that. That could have been somebody trying to save you. Okay? You always choose death. That's always the default of this lifestyle if you're living by sight. Okay? But again, the enemy's vision for your business is for you to walk by sight. So, we need to pay attention to that. So, here's the beginning of the manifestation. So now, I'm empty. We call it, have you ever said, that person might have some value issues? Have you guys ever said that to anybody? Well, what is is value issues? It's actually your authority. The Lord didn't give you value. He gave you value. Let's not get that twisted, all right? Don't get upset with me, everybody. But the value was in the authority. Okay? So, if we don't address it for what it is, it's authority... Well, then the enemy loves, oh, yeah, you got value issues. (laughs) You have no idea what you're, he's he's concerned about your authority because that's the most impactful part about you as a person. Because you guys see the posts, you know, you have more power than you, than you know. It's all authority. But as long as you keep on going overboard, you don't have to know what you're supposed to be doing with it. So, as long as this authority is in question, you will always have this gaping hole in your heart. Now, the enemy knows that. Because you're lonely. You're lonely without God. So, as long as you have this gaping hole, all you're faced with all the time is shame. Okay? This is something that the enemy is actually very interested in. Because he doesn't know what gift you have. He doesn't know what kind of special gift. So, in 1 Corinthians 12, 8-10, it reads, "...to one person the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice." Someone else may be especially good at studying and teaching, and this is his gift from the same Spirit. He gives special faith to another and to someone else the power to heal the sick. He gives power for doing miracles to to some and to others power to prophecy and preach. He gives someone else the power to know whether evil spirits are speaking through those who claim to be giving God's messages, or whether it is really the Spirit of God who is speaking." still another person is able to speak in languages he never learned, and others who do not know the language either are given power to understand what he is saying. So, somewhere in here, every single person is walking around with some kind of, some kind of gift. But the longer we walk with the enemy, so the enemy, again, does not know what gift you were blessed with until you start walking with him. Until he, he'll, send, he'll do some trial and error. Huh, you really like to teach, don't you? Oh, you want to you influence people. You really, hmm. Because you know in the, in the scripture it says you want to be a blessing to others. Okay, I got something for you. I got you covered. <clears throat> First of all, as part of this, this is part of the, the depth of the alienation from the Lord. Okay, remember that. So, the first part of it is He needs to actually put your heart, instead of your heart looking up for answers, He needs to point your heart towards the world. So, that way all your answers come from the world. All your goals and aspirations stay in the world. Why is this important? 1 John John 2, 15-16 reads, Do not love the world or the things in the world. It says, do not. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride and possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world. It is highly important for your heart, for the enemy to point your heart towards the world. Because guess what? There's, the Father is not in him. Again, he's away from, that means God's away from him. That means he can't touch him. But he also has to train, train your flesh. Okay? If you train the flesh to get used to your operation in the flesh, then that means he can keep you in the... Okay, so people, reach, following. These are huge. Now, is the enemy going to try to get people around you that, that are going to tell you the truth about Christ? No, no. No. He's going to get other people that he's deceived as well to actually parade you around. Now, I want you guys to do me a favor. You at home, do me a favor too. (laughs) I want you guys to say, just chant Maurice, 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 Maurice. Now, it sounds weird, but just indulge me real quick. Maurice, 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 Maurice. That was so weird. That was, I need, need, you know, I need my flesh to feel good. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Woo. Yeah. All right. That makes my flesh feel good. All right, so I'm I'm getting motivated. So that means I'm already disobedient, but guess what? You guys are chanting my name. So that means, all right, I'm doing good. So that means I don't need to worry about my value stuff because my flesh feels good. So he's going to be constant in making sure he has people praising me all over the place because that feels good to my flesh because it starts making me question, well, I guess I'm doing God's work. <laughs> that's what the blessing said. People are chanting my name. I'm a blessing. To others, you know, maybe I just skipped over some steps. And I was just blessed with all this God. You, you know, you know how it is. But that's what the enemy wants to do: is train your flesh. Next phase of this manifestation. These are currents. So he wants your faith. These are all currencies. These are things that push you through. Your hope, your perseverance. These are all things that these are all currents in these words. They always push you through to the fight to the finish with the with the Lord. But when He went with these things, He doesn't change, and that's why everybody has faith, even in their disobedience, they have faith. Have you ever seen people just keep going through stuff that just doesn't need to go through? He's pushing you through perseverance, and you have faith as something that's going to end wrong. And what does that look like up up in the upper left-hand corner here? It's the hamster wheel. But instead of a hamster, we're on that wheel. Because again, it's a current. So as long as you're running on that hamster wheel, you feel like you're going somewhere. Even the hamster gets kicked off. But guess what? The hamster get, jump right back on. That's the same thing we do when we fall off. The Lord's trying to say, oh, finally you fell off. That's good. That's good. And then you go on Facebook and you see a great motivational post. Yeah, I can do this. And you get right back on that trail. Now, you guys know what it's talking about? So, If you sow from the flesh, you'll reap destruction. This is part of, again, building up the flesh. And again, flesh and sight. These are all the process of building up a strong foundational uh, moment so that way you always operate in the flesh. Now... Also, he has to train your mind. He has to keep your mind on earthly things, so everything you want is always earthly. The tongue, he has to teach the tongue to speak death. I'll be all right. I can survive through this. Did the Lord call you to survive or live? live. To live. So as soon as you talk like that, I'm I'm here to survive. I'll figure it out. You you just you just already speak in death. Just that quick. Your eyes, as long as your eyes are living by sight, as long as you can see everything, as long as you can control your environment, then you're, you, know, you feel okay. Your feet, as long as all your actions are part of the patterns of this world. He needs all that to be worldly in, in all action items. These are all things that can just continue the flow before he gets to this manifestation. Proverbs 18.21, This is curious. This makes him very curious. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So, depending on which one you choose, you will eat of the fruit thereof. Okay? Remember, the, the key component there is love. As long as your love is pointed towards that direction, that's why, you see, that's why you see people in that same pattern. It's because they fell in love with death, unfortunately. The prayer life, your first communication line to the Lord. Okay, so you're on your knees. And you know how business owners do it. Dear Lord, I need five new appointments, and I need to close at least four of those deals. And I know you'll, you'll bless everything because it, it's the desires of my heart. Now, sounds like nothing wrong to the human ears and to, your, to yourself. But what does the Lord hear? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. James 4, 2 through 3. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. See, the Lord heard that, well, I need those four deals because I know what you want. You want to go on vacation. You want to go to Tahiti in the next couple of months and you needed a couple of deals to push you through. So, now, as as long as you don't get that prayer, doesn't it help the rejection? Yes. No? Consider it, consider this. If you're not receiving, if you're trying to communicate with God, and you're not receiving, you may not think that He's actually there. You'll go to a particular place, This this is potent, This is part of that rejection that the enemy wants you to feel from God to say, yeah, you are truly, you're by yourself. Let's live by sight. We're good. So, once all that stuff, once your mind, once your heart, once your tongue, once all these things are operating, then he puts the armor on. Okay? The helmet of disobedience. So, all your thoughts are all disobedient. So, as soon as you feel a prompting to do something, well, no, I'll do something else. The breastplate of arrogance. Well, I got it all figured out. I'm, I'm fine. The belt of idolatry. Have you guys ever heard narcissism? That's what we're trying to avoid the saying. It's idolatry. And the shield of selfish ambition. Okay, nobody will come. We got a we promise. We got an industry promise to reach. So, nobody will tell me anything different. So, as long as that shield is intact, and that way everything else is in line, this is, check this scripture out, Matthew 13, 4-8. As, as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate, up, ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it didn't have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still, other seed fell on it, fell on good soil, and it talks about how this good soil actually received and actually benefit, it manifested from there. But let me give you an example of what that looks like. The soil is your heart. So I got some David sunflower seeds. I hate to waste some good seeds, so this is really challenging for me to have this example. So, he wants to make sure if, let's say, gentlemen, this gentleman, his name is Jack. Jack said, let's say I'm being disobedient, I'm going down the wrong path, and Jack has a good word for me. You know what, Maurice, I I think you're going down the wrong path. The enemy wants to make sure that that seed that Jack just gave me doesn't penetrate. He wants to make sure that all, see, all six of you, let's say you guys were sending me a prayer and blessing. He wants to make sure that, okay, all those prayers... See, the enemy gets disturbed by that. I got to make sure. Oh, okay, I want to make sure you don't go anywhere. He makes that heart hard, that hardened heart. So that way, any seeds that are given to you, somebody can say, hey, that's not. Get it off. Will you leave that person alone? I'm trying to destroy him. You're messing something up here. Come on. The manifestation. This is what it looks like. In the very beginning, when you're at this phase and you're starting your business and you're trying to figure out a way to get to those promises, what happens is you're alienated, you're you're empty because you're trying to figure out your authority. You're trying to figure out what your value is and what you should be doing. If you don't get that revelation, if you're not there, once you make a decision on something, okay, I'm going to go to this industry because I think my value should be here. Well, then what that does is actually depletes your heart because already the decision in your authority is going in the wrong direction. It wasn't supposed to be there in the Genesis. So now, once you go along, you start making some money. But then what happens is once you start agreeing to it and once you start moving forward, your heart's depleted and all you have is this, is the shame, the shame fig leaf. So now, once you start making money, once you start buying houses, once you start, start buying cars, and you start traveling, you start doing, living your life, guess what? You're making commitments to these things. And you start trapping yourself through your obligations. Once you get to this point, the longer it goes on, the more stuff you start to manifest. You start to develop a lifestyle around it. Once you just develop a lifestyle around it, you see those fig leaves over here, that's all you see. So anytime you have pain, anytime you check back. Now, if this represents shame, the fig leaves, do you wanna see, do you wanna see that? No I wants to constantly see their stuff. Not at all. It doesn't feel good. So the enemy has a way to feed the flesh. So, that way, you have a sense of feeling good. That's where all this stuff keeps on manifesting from, and it's hard. It becomes a cycle. And so, now you're stuck in the manifestation of life, and now you're stuck way up here somewhere. Now you get, again, this can be years. What you don't know, my people people perish because of lack of... knowledge. So, the enemy depends on you to start to perish. This thing can last for years, people, Years. And the longer it lasts, these things start to manifest and just keep on going, but it's always coming from what what's going on, the heart that has a question in it, that doesn't know where this authority, authority is. So, again, as long because as you, your authority is the most potent thing that you can have, so you're still able to manifest anything. That's what the weird thing about life is, is that you can still manifest whatever. But if it's coming from this place... You should, be very, you should be very concerned about what's been manifested already. My final thoughts for you guys today is, you know, and we're going to jump into this uh, next time we have this conversation and we're going to figure out the journey back to that, to that scripture. Because it is important for us to actually understand that these are God's words. These are God's promises. But there's a specific way that He wants us to operate to those promises. Because of the authority that you have. Again, we just had an um, understanding about the authority when it's given giving over to your son or daughter. And they come back and do something completely different. That's what it looks like to God. It's like, what happened to you? I did not create you to be this way. I, I created a specific gift in that authority that I will guide you to in order for you to see those results. And let me ask you guys this. This example that I showed you in all this, is this painful toil? It's yes. painful toil. And you guys know where that is in Genesis. That's that painful toil, and that's what Jesus came to actually take you away from, that painful toil. Praise God. And so we have to really understand the, the depth of what's going on here when we grow our businesses, is that we are still, just because we're business owners does not mean anything. We're still accountable at the end and the beginning of the day. One thing that we don't know, you can hear this in James, we don't know our time or day. You know, sometimes one thing I do, I catch myself like every two or three days I notice my cycle, is that I take for granted the fact that I woke up that morning. I'm so plan-oriented and moving forward on things, I I forget that, hey, I woke up today. I Still got a chance at this whole thing. And so the fact that you're watching this, the fact that you're here today means that you still have an opportunity. That's God's immense immense patience. And we'll address that next time. I want you guys to continue following our conversation on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter and YouTube and keep the conversation going. But in the meantime, I actually have to get back to work. You guys have a good day. Thank you.